you might not like what I say, but the the whole I guess super left of women's rights about a lot of things. I, I think we talked about it. Some stuff like everything is pushed so far left in some cases, where anything that's even pro guy is anti woman. Kimchi as a Korean dish is like seasoned, spiced, fermented cabbage. I Google kimchi and she's a drag queen. So I oh, I love kimchi, the drag queen. Shout out to season eight of RuPaul's Drag Race. <laughs> but I was, I was, I was talking about the dish. First thing says a powerful laxative. Powerful being the operative word. It does not give you any options or choices. It kicks in immediately. It knocks you in your chest, your backside, your stomach, and your bottom. It is Keeps going regular. To- Hello and welcome to Cuzzle Convos. I'm Cuzzle Mandy. This is Cuzzle Neat. And we back again. Is this the third week in a row that we are recording? It's almost like we were actually trying this time. I know. Pretty much, I think we just should pat ourselves on the back and everyone listening should give us a round of applause. So I'm going to do that right now. Pat, pat, pat. I think that with consistency we will see some growth um i've been working on my social media skills so again i'm hoping to see growth from there i pretty much decided that for tiktok i'm just going to try to make any tiktoks i make exclusively for the podcast because one thing i noticed when i occasionally go on tiktok is that they'll show you people's videos from whenever like, it's not necessarily like Instagram where the algorithm is like, whatever came in this week. And if it's not from this week, it's going to get, you know, pushed down to the bottom or you're going to get flooded with a bunch of people you don't know. That's true. With TikTok, you're going to get flooded with a bunch of people you don't know. Like, that's that's, that's the point. their, right, that's the point. So, but you can also get stuff from them from whenever. And then if you happen to like that, then you go and look at some more of their stuff and you're like, oh, they have something they posted this week or two years ago. And to me, that's just really helpful in getting new followers because I can just kind of put out stuff whenever and eventually someone may find it and listen to our podcast. True. Facts. So even though with my Instagram and the podcast Instagram, I'm doing like, you know, still the pictures, a little video, a little informational content Mm -hmm. with the pod, with the TikTok, I'm just going to be like, you know, it's all about video and audio. So I'm going to try and think of interesting ways to push what we do with that. Again, I still have to go through my social media branding course. Um, but I just feel like I, I'm, I feel like we're doing better collectively and I do feel like I'm doing better. I'm like, all right, I'm going to post today. I'm going to post something. <laughs> all right, say less, say less. And I'm also going to shout out my cousin because he's out here editing like a mug. He's like, all right, we got this episode out, this episode out. I got you, I got you. So we're doing it. The cousins, we're about to kill it. Y'all about to find us in these podcast streets. 
say less. I'm about it. <laughs> Do you have any interesting things that happened to you this week? No, not particularly. Um, last night, I don't know why. Last night, I got home. I had a little bit of headache. Um, I was just going to rest my eyes and knocked out. <laughs> Um, I woke up at like nine, nine thirty. Um, Britt was watching Mean Girls, watching the end of Mean Girls. I finished that, then she knocked out. Um, and then I stayed up till three. Your sleep pattern is all the way off, but <laughs> maybe it's preparation for something that I'm sure is not anywhere close. But you know, having those random sleep situations when you have like a baby could be helpful. But y'all not there yet. Y'all just trying to get to wedding day. Exactly, exactly. Very, very well, interesting. <laughs> you said no something, though, that is I'm going to use to lead us right into Descendant Discourse, which is you came home and wanted to rest your eyes. And mm-hmm. if that is not an old people phrase, I don't know what is. Oh, I'm just resting <laughs> my eyes. I'm not asleep. I'm resting my eyes. <laughs> So for Descendant Discourse this week, I actually remember what I said we were going to talk about last week, this week. So make sure we bring it in. We're talking about all of the things that when we were younger, we're like, that's an old people thing. That's an old people trait. And now we are starting to experience those things. We are picking up all of the different old people habits. And saying that you're going to rest your eyes when you know you're going to sleep is definitely one of those (laughs) No, I didn't know I was going to sleep. I really didn't. So, like, you know, like, <laughs> like, all right, so, you know, like, your your bed, right? You're looking at the bed, um, and you sleep on it in a normal, long ways. I slept, I just, I just lay on the bed, like, sideways, because I'm like, I'm not going to be here that long. And then mm-hmm. I knocked out. And then I woke up, and it was, like, nine-something. I was like, what? What happened? But, <laughs> <laughs> Where am I? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sometimes you come home from school, you just like take a little quick nap, and then it's like nighttime. That's what I feel like happened. The fact that you thought if you laid on the bed in a different position, you wouldn't fall asleep is really funny to me because I constantly change the positions that I fall that I go to sleep in in bed. Like I love sleeping with my head at the foot of the bed. Sometimes I just feel like I need to change it up. But also, my father will bend over on the chair and be knocked out. Like, that is one of his favorite (laughs) sleeping positions. So, I'm like, in our family, you can fall asleep in any which way. Yeah, my brother definitely can. A hundred percent, he can fall asleep. I actually, I think it's on my Instagram, actually. Like, he fell asleep, like, five different ways in the span of a year. I just posted (laughs) that for his birthday. So, it was pretty funny. It's pretty funny. Do you feel like in this particular context, the falling asleep was like your old people trait or the way that you fell asleep was your old people trait? Oh, the fact that I fell asleep. The, um, you know, back in uh, my heyday, I, uh, <laughs> I could, you know, I, I don't even do anything really all day. I sit and talk. So like the fact that I would actually be, I would actually do like manual labor and I would come home and, you know, go to sleep, be able to go out, whatever, is completely different from what it is now where I feel tired just because I'm working and not home. 
<laughs> yeah. It's uh it's it's I think that's different. Um, yeah. You ever feel that way when you get home? Oh yeah. So this week I had to go into the office and the first of all, the way that I structure it in my mind and having to go to the office, not only went three days out of the week, I'm like, I lost six to eight hours of my week mm-hmm. going in and out of the office because of driving and traffic and stuff like that. So I'm just mm-hmm. like, they've taken time away from me. I don't appreciate that. But <laughs> as soon as I get home, I then have to spend so much time trying to decompress from having been outside and having to wake up earlier and drive and deal with traffic and other people's energies, where typically Mm. when I'm at home, as soon as I get off work, I can go do something else. Mm. And I can't do that. When I get home, I I just laid in the bed, kind of like what you were talking about. I didn't fall asleep, but I laid in the bed for like an hour just to like recollect some energy. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think when you're a little kid, you're like, oh, I can go do this and this and this and this. But no, it's like, I, I need to to gather myself before I can do the next thing. And we kind of talk about that. Just like when you think nowadays you're going to go out at night and you're like, oh, well, I need a nap or I need a rest or I need, you know, you, you do Red Bulls or whatever. You need something to rejuvenate yourself if yeah. you're actually going to be on a night out. You can't just like, oh, I'm going to do whatever in the daytime and then I'm going to do whatever at night. Like, no, there has to be a period in the middle mm-hmm. <laughs> where you just rest, relax, um, rehydrate, eat some food, build up your energy, and then you're like, all right, now we're ready to go. Part two. <laughs> yep, exactly. Um, I definitely knew... I think I've mentioned it before, but I definitely knew for my 30th birthday, I'm like, I'm never doing this again. Drinking for three days. Not even heavy <laughs> drinking for three days. Drinking for three days straight. It was just like, ugh, I can't do this anymore. So definitely getting to be a little bit older. It is what it is. So circle of life. Circle of life, yes. Second thing that I know that, you know, old people tendencies, I have to stretch now. Um, <laughs> I work out it's and I remember I made fun of my dad um and I have to like where and this is where I noticed it is like I went on a run I'm like you know this is what I usually do is so go on a run I'm like ah this don't feel right this is uh my legs are saying uh we're not up yet so uh I gotta I have to stretch so like I started running a couple minutes and I like stopped and then I stretched I was like well, I reached my dad. I still haven't told my dad yet. Because <laughs> you don't want them to co-sign to see, like, I told you. It's like, oh, okay, sir, settle down. 100%. I don't want it. He'll happen. I, I'm sure I'll tell him. I mean, yeah, he'll, he'll find out eventually. I still <laughs> haven't learned to stretch as I should. Um, mm-hmm. Like when I w- went to the gym, when I had my trainers and stuff, they made us do what they call dynamic workouts, which were essentially stretching um, before we started every single time. And they literally would say, like, I know y'all not stretching at home, so <laughs> you're going <laughs> to do this to get your stretch in. And it's true because since I've stopped doing that, I find myself just having like these weird aches or just like 
in 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 the nooks and crannies of my legs. I'm like, ow, why does ow? Why can't I turn <laughs> left? Like this doesn't make sense. And it's like mm-hmm. you didn't stretch, but I'm like, I'm also like, but I didn't work out. Like, do I just have to stretch <laughs> just because now? <laughs> I guess so. I guess so. It's it's tough. It's tough. Like I got you know, grandma is you know always has her hip that she's like mm, you know my hip and I'm like dang I hope I never I hope that ever happens man just the inconvenience I, of walking yeah you know? well grandma has her hip um my mom has her knee problem so I just know on both sides across the board like my joints are not in, and I've always had knee problems <laughs> my mm. knee used to pop out of socket a lot when I was a kid mm. I crack my knees all the time just because like, I feel I'm like a little bow-legged, so um, Ooh. like I could. Oh, wait, I guess that's not hot for boys. Oh, I don't know. You know, being bow-legged. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> no, not exactly. Um, but like I could like face forward sometimes. Like if I feel it needs to crack, I can like look forward and just turn my body like maybe like forty-five degrees. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looked, like crack a little bit. I'm like, ah, oh, it feels good. Yeah, I think boys like cracking their their joints. Like when people would crack knuckles, my ex mm. used to crack my knuckles, and I hated it. I'm like, whatever you feel, like I didn't like holding hands with him because of that, because he would always crack my knuckles. I'm like, why can't you just hold my hand? Do the same thing to Brett. Does she, she tell like, you how painful it is? She does. <laughs> I do it anyway. I feel like it's good for her. What? <laughs> if she... I understand that you guys are about to be married and your love is her love and her love is your love or whatever Whitney said in the song. And you're going to apply things that you feel like I'm doing this because I love you and I think it's what's best for you. But I will just say in advocating for Britney, cracking knuckles is not one of them. No, it's, it's not. I know it's for my enjoyment. <laughs> I 100% know that. But... You know, it's, uh, it's, it feels good to me. I don't know. Right. But the, I, I don't, I don't understand how it feels good doing it to yourself. Cause I don't do it to myself, but how does it feel good doing it to someone else's hand? Mm, satisfaction. My body, your body. Is Brian your nuts? <laughs> Shout out to Pretty Ricky. Um... <laughs> For me, one of the major old people ailments that I'm discovering and I haven't, I'm still trying to navigate it through natural means is my stomach, my innards, my digestion, Um, or just like whenever I'm eating something and the way my body reacts to it now. And I don't have issues with, I don't this may be too TMI. I don't have issues with my digestion portion in theory, but I now look up things to be like, okay, why were there so many Pepto-Bismol commercials? What does it cover again? What are Tums for? <laughs> Is this technically heartburn? Like, <laughs> like I'm trying to, I'm like, something's going on inside and I don't like it, <laughs> and I'd like it to stop, but I don't necessarily want to be popping tums because it's not heartburn that I have. 
Um, it could be acid reflux. I don't know what it is. I'm just like, I want to be able to eat my food and my body not react weird to it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I feel that. I feel that. The one thing that I absolutely love is um, eggnog. And mm. when I was younger, I used to back that thing up. Like I literally used to go to uh, Publix and just buy, uh, that was the best eggnog, and just eat the strict eggnog. Now, I have to take it in moderation because otherwise... The next day, I will be on the bathroom, the toilet, the whole entire day. Mm. The whole day. And it will just be coming out. TMI, whatever. <laughs> yeah. To, to me, it's just like, I can eat. Sometimes I'm thinking, oh, I must have food poisoning or some or something in this thing is bad because why is my body reacting to it this way? It started with carrots. Like, whenever I would eat carrots, mm. my chest would be on fire. And to me... Mm. Heartburn is supposed to come from spicy stuff. So I'm like, what the heck? Why are carrots? But I feel like carrots fall into neither category. (laughs) Very tame and and on top of that a vegetable. Something's supposed to be good for you. Right. I'm like, my chest would literally, it wouldn't burn, but it would ache so bad after eating carrots that I stopped eating carrots for a really long time. And I'm just like, I don't understand why my body is acting this way. And when you watch like the commercials where people are like, Oh, you have food sensitivity. I'm, I'm still learning like what the different levels of that may mean, because a lot of it, I don't have no problem with gluten. <laughs> gluten don't cause me problems. I don't eat that much dairy. Um, so I don't know if I'm lactose intolerant because typically I'm not eating that much dairy, but when I do, it's not like my body's like, boom, boom, boom. Yeah, we about to bust on out of here. But I'm like, the things <laughs> the things that my body now decides it wants to react to or reject are things I've been eating all my life that seem very normal, which are, mm-hmm. like I said, the carrots. And then I had like some beef patties the other day and my body the next day was like, well, we about to have a problem. Beef patties. Exactly. So then I did an experiment and I ate two more and my body didn't react the next day so i was like so what's your problem like what was the reason (laughs) exactly because as a jamaican i'm not giving up the beef patties i'll just live i'll live with the consequences i agree i feel like that's some of the things that you have to as you get older it's like my aunt um she is allergic she is, I think she's, she's, she says, is allergic or lactose intolerant? She's lactose intolerant, which is allergic, mm. I guess, to dairy. And she <laughs> loves cheese. So I feel like when you get um, older, you're just going to decide what you want to live with and what you're going to live with and what you're not going to live with. Yeah. Um, if, if you're, yeah. if eggnog <laughs> is um, that important to me, I will be on that bathroom every single December. It's worth it to me. Well, to me, I think what comes with the older age is knowing this thing is going to cause my body to react. So I have to take the preliminary thing to deal with it, which is like having Tums. But I'm like, I don't know. I still don't understand what my problem is to know what I need to take. And Tums just, they just always look dumb to me. I don't want to take Tums. There's got to be something else. (laughs) Also, the commercials are dumb. Dumb, dumb, dumb. Yeah. Or like one time when I was really, really sick, I was actually like sick, sick. And my friend was like, why don't you take Pepto-Bismol? I'm like, Pepto-Bismol? No, like, 
that's that's just the commercial thing. It's not something people really take. And then she got it for me, and I took it, and I I hated it. I hate. I there's got to be something else besides the things that we've known all our lives. But I'm like, they get the job done. I guess I understand why people do take them. Like maybe mm-hmm. I'll keep it in the house in case of emergencies. Mm-hmm. But I also feel like historically my family de- wouldn't go to Pepto-Bismol. So like one of the days when I was sick and I called my mom just to tell her <laughs> and she sent my father over and he didn't bring like Pepto-Bismol. He bought um, castor oil. And I'm like, that's the opposite of what I want. I don't, because I know it's going to force it out of me. And I'm like, I don't, I don't want, I don't want, a visceral reaction. I want it to stop. And he's like, nope. Whatever's inside needs to come out. And I'm just like... Castor oil fixes everything. That, I mean, A, I don't think that's factual. It can probably do a lot of things, but everything. I, I don't know. And B, it's just very aggressive about it. And I'm just like, can we find something that's a little bit more timid, a little bit quiet, a little bit... You know, my... Whatever's happening in my personal bathroom... I feel like doesn't need to be heard from the living room. And I feel like if I use castor oil, it's everybody's going to know in the house. So for those who don't know, can you explain what castor oil is and the relevance of that (laughs) to uh, our Caribbean family? So I'm, I'm trying to Google uh, castor oil. It's, it says it's a multi-purpose vegetable oil that people have used for thousands of years. So that definitely sounds like something that, you know, culturally they're like, oh, we know this works, but blah, blah, blah. There are four things that this healthline.com article is telling me it can do. And the very first thing says a powerful laxative. Powerful being the operative word. It does not give you any options or choices. It kicks in immediately. It knocks you in your chest, your backside, your stomach, and your bottom. It is Keeps going you regular. <laughs> right. So that's the problem. You, as you said, keeps you regular. They would give it to you when you didn't have an issue. <laughs> They're like, yeah, I think you're going mom- to take this all the time. And it tastes terrible. That and cod liver oil taste nasty mm-hmm. they're like but but let me tell you you're gonna go i don't need it to be powerful though i just need to go to the bathroom <laughs> that's it which for me has never been an issue that's when i say like i don't have digestive digestion issues i think when my body is trying to digest it it it's doing a lot, but I don't have an issue going to the bathroom. I go to the bathroom like cockwork. So I don't ever feel the need really to have things like castor oil or cod liver oil because I'm like, that's not my problem. <laughs> it's what how it's behaving on the way out. <laughs> that's what my <laughs> issue is. <laughs> I know I'm going to go. Mm-hmm. Um, it can also be used as a natural moisturizer, which I know my dad puts that on his skin. Again, it doesn't smell good, so it's not cute. <laughs> but um, <laughs> you know, culturally, they like, oh, if you can get a one-stop shop for everything, which is what you said, cod liver oil cures everything or it solves everything. That's that's how they feel, and it was probably like, 
you know, cheap. You could get it for the whole family. So Caribbean people are like, bam, get you some cod liver oil, get you some castor oil. And I think... get a spoon of this every morning. mm -hmm. There you go. (laughs) I I used to get more cod liver oil, but I think castor oil is probably easier to get in the States. Like, when Mm. we would get the cod liver oil, it would be in that one yellow bottle all the time. Um, Mm. They had the version of it that came with orange, which was the only one. Like, that I would eat every day. I'm like, bet. We can do this. Um, But when... As you got older, then the person like, okay, you don't get the orange anymore. I'm like, well, then why would I take this? What are you talking about? <laughs> I think they have pills now for the cod liver oil, which I think they I want do. to go But it's so. still like limited to find. It's not as much like mm-hmm. you would get this in your everyday grocery store where you get the rest of your vitamins. But that that's the thing. Like my parents, I think I, when I was young, young, I probably got Flintstone vitamins, but that only lasted for mm-hmm. like maybe a year or two. Mm. So they weren't like, oh, we're going to give you multivitamin people. They were just like, come and get your cod liver oil. (laughs) 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 And now as an adult, yeah, I think I went through that stage where I'm like, I don't need any vitamins. I don't need any extra supplements. So that's like my new old people thing where I'm coming to the conclusion. I'm like, okay, I need to start taking vitamins (laughs) I don't like it though. Yeah, I keep saying I'm going to, but then I never do. It needs to be part of my regular regimen. I would just do. rather eat things that I know are giving me whatever that vitamin is going to give me. Yeah. Like I regularly buy kimchi, and I'd rather it's eat that. Kimchi as a Korean dish is like seasoned, spiced, fermented cabbage i google kimchi and she's a drag queen so I oh know. i love kimchi the drag queen shout out to season eight of rupaul's drag race <laughs> but i was i was i was talking about the dish but you know bob won longer. that season bob is my favorite uh drag race girl i have her shirt Ooh, if we i would go get it and show it but this is not a visual podcast it's not yet anyway <laughs> mm-hmm Bid, were you able to find the food though? <laughs> I was sorry. Yes, yes. It's uh, it's like orange. I've seen it before. I think I've had it. Um, and it's like a little spicy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's mm. you. You get that on a regular basis. Why again? Um, it has some kind of. It's like a natural probiotic. So where a lot of people are like, oh, they're taking probiotic this or that, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I'll just eat some kimchi. Makes sense. Make sense. But even that, like everybody now learning the word probiotic. I didn't know what it meant. I technically still don't kind of know what it means. But um, I know we're supposed to have it. It's important. True. So... Learning lots of words that are related to health, um, besides calcium and vitamin C, because I feel like those are the only ones I knew as a kid, is another old people trait. You know, they're like, you need this for your blase blah. And I'm like, I don't even know what that is. (laughs) (laughs) Another thing that I feel like is my old people trait now. Yesterday I went to... Target, 
I made a list of two things. I walked around the entire Target store because I knew Target's going to tell me something else that I need to get. And it's not like when you're a kid and you're walking around with your parents and you're like, oh, toys. I want to go to the toy section. I'm going to pick up Mm -hmm. a toy. I walked around and I was picking up things that I would describe as self-care to the point that when the checkout guy <laughs> was doing by uh, bagging my stuff and he was just like, oh, I want to, you know, can we switch places? Can I get what you're getting? Because I got like body scrub and essential oils <laughs> and cookie dough and a book. <laughs> and I was like, I guess I'm about to have a real relaxing day. <laughs> I went there to get paper towels and the body scrub and that's it and I got so many things where it was just like you would have thought I had the worst week ever and I just needed to sit in a hot yeah detox and sit in a hot bath and relax and blah 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 and it was just like it was was almost like preliminary thinking like I'm going to need this because as an older person life is stressful Mm. and I need more than just like oh toys because they're fun or candy because it tastes good it's like no I need something that's going to benefit my mind and soul and the cookies don't really benefit my body but they do make me happy Mm. shout out to Toll House uh, pre-made cookies so I was just like, yeah, I need something that's going to just bring me joy because I know life is going to stress me out and I'll already have the things and I can light a candle and put the essential oils either, you know, in my bed or in my bath while I read my book and eat my cookies. <laughs> it sounds like a good time, honestly. Right. When you're a little kid, that don't sound like a good time with the exception of the cookies. Exactly. Little kids hate taking baths. <laughs> they do not necessarily want to read. They want to like, you know, watch TV or whatever. And another like ad- addition of like not wanting to take baths. Like when I was a kid, I mean, it may be embarrassing to say, but like I wasn't trying to bathe. I didn't, I was, my parents had to remind me, you know, wear deodorant or lotion my body sometimes. They're like, you know, you actually like all of the things that you're like, okay, this is going to not make me feel good. I was trying to get face masks, but I didn't find one I liked. Um, but yeah, all these things that are just like, oh, it's going to make you feel good. It's going to comfort you. You're going to feel nice and soft and whatever. And my mom would try to tell me, she was like, do you want crocodile skin? And when I was a kid, I was like, I don't care if I have crocodile skin. I don't care. Like, what difference does it make? It's my skin. Now I'm like, no, I don't want crocodile skin. (laughs) (laughs) It does feel good to put on a lot of lotion. I don't know. Mm. I I still have the problem with putting on lotion so mm. the only time honestly now i'll probably have to put on lotion or get in the habit of it whenever i do have kids something because i'm about to tell my kids to put on lotion mm-hmm. and if i don't know make it a point then they might not do it so i might have to do it that's like that's future nate's problem right but there is one habit that i still struggle with that you guys always picked up pretty quickly as kids, which is ironing. I still don't own an ironing board. I just iron on my bed. But, because I'm like, I prefer to not. I just put on clothes and walk out knowing I'm wrinkled like mud. Jordan loves ironing. Um, 
I never cared for it. Like I'll iron real quick. I now have. I don't know where I learned it, but I think I'm going to college. It's like if you take it out the dryer, like it's in the dryer, like, like soon after, you don't have to iron. Yeah, like, you hang it up. I'm terrible at that. Um, <laughs> I, I leave things in the dryer, but like I immediately will clumple them into the laundry basket. Like, A, I'll leave things in the dryer for days, months, weeks, years if I, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. If I don't need it, it's like, well, good thing in the dryer. But even if I do take it out immediately, it's just going to end up in the hamper and more likely be crumpled there until I'm ready to fold. So I did learn that concept. And I even knew a lot of people that would put things in the dryer really quickly to avoid ironing. But now I'm like, nah, that's a waste on my electric bill. I'm trying to keep that thing low. So (laughs) I only really iron depending on where I'm going, like work and or somewhere that I want to care about looking nice. But on my day-to-day, I'm like, I will very likely be wrinkled. Doesn't affect me. But that is the thing that for my kids, I'm like, okay, I want them to look nice. I'm going to have to start practicing ironing to teach them about ironing. I feel like... A, like a, the world's going to be a, I mean the world is going to be a lot different but the world's going to be a lot different um, for a lot of reasons I think mainly because I think a lot of people are having kids a lot later stage in life than like what our parents did or that generation did so you know mm-hmm. you pick up a lot of stuff you're not le- you, you know you pick up a lot more um, as you get older so then you'll be able to You'll be more, I think you'll be have more wisdom to pass on, I think, at an earlier age of your kids, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. I definitely think, I understand what you mean by the wisdom portion, but I think that because my parents, you know, started having their kids young and your parents too, they still had some of those habits that they had from childhood that they didn't unlearn because they were out of their parents' house, if that makes sense. Like, there's a lot of things that, like being in my parents' house, it's like, okay, I have to do this because they told me to. And then as soon as I started living outside of their home, I'm like, well, I don't have to do this anymore, so I won't. And now it's like, I have to re-pick up those habits because I want to have a nice home or a good structured home. Even like in cleaning, everyone, you know, we talk about like Saturday morning, you wake up early, you hear whatever form of music in our houses. Of course, it was probably gospel. Other people had like, you know, old school. It's like, it's time to clean. And you clean from top to bottom and you wipe the windows and the the doors and the baseboards and, you know, you mop everything and blah, blah, blah. And I definitely don't do that now. Like mopping, I sweep a lot, but mopping is a rarity. And whenever I would talk to my mom about it she would say like you're supposed to sweep and mop every day and that just felt like craziness to me it still feels like craziness but it's it encourages a very clean household and when I then visited um my aunt in Jamaica she was still doing that like she was sweeping like kitchen clothes she would sweep it and mop the floor every single day and um I was just like yo 
am I going to have to start practicing that to teach that to my kids to say like, <laughs> oh, we, we sweep them off the floor every day, at least in the kitchen. That just feels like so much. Even with like having a Swiffer. I'm like, I don't want to. <laughs> nah, I will probably do this, at least for the kitchen, I think, because um, my mom definitely taught us that. And... And I realized, not that I didn't realize, I knew the importance of it. Um, Because we had roaches at one point. I think something, somebody gave us something, some food, something, and I must have had a roach in it. And then we had roaches in it. I was like, nah, this ain't it. Yeah. So then I like cleaned the, I cleaned it for a straight month, sprayed raid, all that stuff, got rid of them. Um, And then, you know, it's just a form of cleaning. Like, I never want this again. So I made sure the kitchen was clean more or less every night. So, Fast forward a couple of years, moving to my roommates, um, and everything was cool, whatever, making everything clean, you know, make sure everybody has a dish. And then I started dating um, Britt, and then, you know, they stopped washing dishes, and then the, it, we got roaches again. I was like, this is freaking disgusting. So it was like you were the one upholding the cleanliness standard. I can't, 100%, I can't 100% say that um, it's because it's not like they weren't 100% clean. It's just they weren't, they would delay. I would try to do it every single day, mm-hmm. every single night, make sure everything was clean. Yeah, I do that with the dishes, but I also spray my house for bugs to, so I don't worry as much about bugs, but they, it's still an issue when I then do have to go wash my dishes and, you know, food is stuck on or mm-hmm. I then have to add, do more, I think, to my wash water where I add like, you know, baked soda vinegar, occasionally a little bit of bleach, depending on how long it's been sitting there. And I'm mm-hmm. like, if I just wash the dishes when I was supposed to, probably wouldn't have needed all this stuff. But I'm like, <laughs> I didn't feel like it at the time. Yeah. No, I get you. I get you. It's... That's probably the only reason why I'm definitely going to stress the kitchen because I don't like... Like, bugs are just, like, one of those things. It's, like, more of an inconvenience to have them than anything. hmm And, you know, they spread disease and blah, blah, blah. But it just sucks. It's like, you know, you leave... You might leave a... I don't know, a, some cookies or something there, and then it'll be, like, ants or a roach, and then you have to throw it away. And I'm like, I'm not about this. Yeah. So... So that's like, I guess we were talking about originally the older person habits that were creeping in that we didn't necessarily want to have in our lives. Mm. But there are also some older person habits that were like, I feel like this is necessary or I'm looking forward to implementing this in my life because I understand the importance of it now. Mm. Never thought that would happen. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one, one thing that um i've been thinking a lot about that i did or am in the process of going through is that i've i decided many months ago before the roe v wade situation that i wanted to go off birth control yeah. because i was going through my waist weight loss journey and um, a lot of the weight I gained happened in the period of me getting on birth control and going towards my 30s, um, mm-hmm. which 
I always heard people say like, you know, when you turn 30, it's hard to lose weight. And that's factual. Um, (laughs) But it's also hard when your hormones are actively fighting against it, which as soon as I went on birth control and I was still in my 20s, my doctor told me that like, you need, if you're not working out, you need to start a regular workout routine because these hormones cause you to gain weight. And I was like, yeah, 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 whatever. And then I started gaining weight, gaining weight. And I was like, mm, I'm watching this happen, but it's whatever. So with the way that like my life is currently, I was just like, I I feel like I want to not give my body all these hormones and cause it to be actively trying to make me gain weight if I can, if it's so difficult for me and even maintaining the weight I have and working out and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I'm now like in my last month of birth control and it's really scary because I almost feel like I should be stocking up on it because there was even that after Roe v. Wade, there's been the conversation of all of these things that certain government people are trying to retract. And that was one of the things that they voted for in Congress this week was Mm -hmm. getting rid of contraception. Mm -hmm. And even though it passed to keep contraception, it it was too, too close for comfort Mm -hmm. in my opinion. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. I've decided to not, be on birth control, but there may be a period when I want to go back on it, and I don't like the idea of it. Not just birth control, but it was any kind of contraception. But um, I was just like, I don't like the idea of it potentially not being there anymore, either. Like I'd still need it to be me figuring out what works for me, because I got birth control when I was in a relationship, and literally like three months after I got the birth control, we broke up. And I stayed on the birth control because it was very helpful to me in terms of like regulating my cycle and just living my day-to-day life, which my cycle has always been really debilitating for me. So it's been scary for me trying to see what is going to happen to my body when I get off the hormones because I'm like, I don't want to go back to having debilitating periods, but I also kind of want to see what my body's going to do off this birth control and test it out. So that is something that like I'm making, you know, adult decisions about my life and my body. And I'm like, do, do I want to be on birth control? Do I not want to be on birth control? Which I never would have thought about as a kid because I don't, like, I, don't, I don't think I ever thought, even when I was a teenager, that I would require birth control or need birth control. Mm. And now I'm like, this this is really gonna affect not just my day to day, but like it's it's future planning, it's family planning. It's Mm -hmm. I I don't understand the whole contraceptive thing. Um not to get into super politics, even though I love politics, but you know You do. You do love it. I don't really fully get like and I, I understand, I can understand the argument of um, abortion and people not wanting abortion. Not that I agree with it, but I understand the argument. Um, I don't understand the argument for contraception at all. That makes absolutely no sense to me. Like, 
that doesn't make any sense to me. It's just to me, um, I don't know, it doesn't make any sense. You're not, so like the main thing of abortion, of you not, people not wanting abortion, that you're killing a human life. But if there is not a human life, if the sperm never meets the egg mm-hmm. and starts to populate, then there is no person to kill. So I don't really understand the point of not even wanting to do that because it's not like we have a whole system out here that's like, you know what? We thrive it out here. It's not like we have a full utopia where like everything's very fair and the rich are giving, helping people out and blah, 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 blah. And like prices are going up and so are wages. That's not happening. But you want more kids. All right. That right. Makes, that makes sense. It's not and like you're stopping condoms. But, but that's like... My understanding is condoms would be included in this, which is like a whole nother level of health because condoms don't just stop pregnancy. They stop the passing of, you know, diseases and whatever. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. some of these diseases are not just itchy, scratchy. You know what I'm saying? Like they are things like HPV, as they say, and you, they've been promoting getting, um, a vaccine, not a vaccine for it, but whatever it is, they advertise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, can cause cancer or just other, you know, major health related issues. There's a lot of problems that you can get <laughs> from not having contraception, and and so I'm just like, like you said, what is what is the reason for trying to do this besides forcing pregnancies that doesn't even seem that doesn't make sense? They don't want us to be happy. They do want us to stop having sex. Okay, and then what? Like, I cannot have sex, but I was I was not having sex the majority of the time that I was on birth control. I yeah, still stayed on of, the birth control. There's a lot of people that I know that use birth control. I mean, obviously, not stopping babies was because their um, their periods are not super fun. Like you said, they're they're very. Um, either I guess a heavy flow or very bad cramps or all the above um, or maybe other symptoms that I don't really know but um, it's a lot regularly regular flow like it would be irregular so then they use birth control to make it regular Um, so like I don't I don't know what to tell you so if it was just stopping pregnant I would understand Um, and like I do, in some cases, I do think that um, the, mm, you might not like what I say, but the the whole, I guess, super left of women's rights about a lot of things. I, I think we've talked about it, some stuff, like everything is pushed so far left in some cases where anything that's even pro guy is anti woman in some cases. So, mm. um, but this is like I said, this doesn't make sense. Like this, and this, and then this is a valid example of like why you need women in political places because it's like why that has absolutely nothing to do. Like a lot, and I, I this is I, I even I don't even know why I know this stuff about uh, women's periods, but um, the probably because I ask questions, I ask a lot of questions. But like, right, I'm and you're like, asking more like, questions than a lot of these people in political power that are making the decisions. They're just like, exactly. I don't know what it's about, but you know what I know? I don't like it, and I'm gonna stop, stop it right now. Exactly, because we need more babies. We need more babies. 
I'm like, not you that like know how, how pregnancy and birth work. You need to be quiet. <laughs> so let's mosey on over to a moment in media. And I took I took some notes, y'all. I took notes. For my moment in media, I wanted to highlight some different forms of media, basically some podcasts and some YouTubers that I've been enjoying. Again, we talk about all the things that we watch, and I we definitely watch a lot of TV, but I include YouTube in some of those things that I watch. Um, because I watch so much TV, I enjoy hearing people's commentary about those things that I watch. So some of the YouTubers whose commentary I enjoy are Miss Misha, Miss Misha IMO, which stands for In My Opinion. And she does reviews and recaps of reality TV shows as well as scripted shows. She's just really funny. I enjoy her because she uh, uses a avatar. And that's always been something that's important to me, like, in my world of trying to do this podcast and kind of venture into media or just like this other area of career, I still enjoy like having anonymity for myself. And the fact that she's kind of been able to do that and is now transitioning away from her nine to five and still have that anonymity with a lot of followers is very encouraging for me. Like, okay, I can make that transition without it potentially affecting like my personal life or even just like my work life balance of a nine to five situation. Um, I also enjoy Angel Cake TV with Drew Angelman. He uh, does a lot of reviews and discussions on reality TV competition shows, which, you know, I talked last week about my love for the challenge and he talks about the challenge so much. He also... I don't know if he has a nine to five. I feel like he doesn't based on his schedule, but he's been able to just make a good transition of just like just doing things on YouTube and then now having a Patreon. Um, Misha also has a Patreon and I'm like, I know that that's, you know, just an extra, extra bit of coinage. And as we were talking about earlier with like healthcare stuff, we all need extra coins because Lord knows what's going to happen with healthcare. You're going to need that extra money. Mm-hmm. Um, and the last one I wanted to shout out again, all these people are inspirational to me is the antidote podcast with Amy Aniobi and Grace Edwards. So these two women were both writers for insecure, which I love. I started following Amy because I saw a picture of her that was discussing like, Oh, this insecure writer is about to take over and write everywhere and blah, blah, blah. And when I saw the picture, I legit thought it was me. Like, I was so confused. I was like, Lord, are you trying to tell me something? Is this me? And of course it wasn't me because I don't write for Insecure. And But it's I'm like, this. here's someone that kind of looks like me. Because when I look at any of the picture of her, she doesn't look like me. But that one picture did. And I'm like, here's someone who's doing all the things that I want to do and kind of working with the people I want to work with. And it made me very inspired to be like, I can be like her. And then um, now that with her having this podcast with Grace, who is a woman of Caribbean descent as well. Amy is of Nigerian descent. But I was just like, okay, here are these people kind of living again in the world that I live in and making their way and 
don't necessarily need to be like in the forefront. Like they aren't the Issas, but they are they're the writers, they're directors, they're showrunners, mm-hmm. they're like actors, they're making their moves and still connected to like all these really cool people. And their podcast is, is just very funny and interesting. So um the antidote is basically them talking about things that bring them joy because of to antidote or to counteract all of the terrible things that we hear about in the news or that happened in the week and stuff like that. And I'm like, that's a nice premise. So it's not even about them being like, you know, TV writers, even though that comes up and they um, tend to interview other people in the industry, but it's like, everybody needs something to bring them positive positivity because there's always some really jacked up stuff happening. So those are the three things that I'm like really into right now that I was like, I'm going to share that in a moment in media. Okay, bet. You feel like you engage in any of these or they're like, they don't sound like they're for me. <laughs> no. <laughs> the last one, maybe. I mean, the last one, uh, probably. Um, but, no. Like, I don't like I don't watch a lot of reality TV shows. Brittany might like it. Like I mm. said. But, no. I don't really care for reality That's TV fair. shows. That's that's why there's both of us on here, cousin. We create a spectrum of interests for mm-hmm. to you know touch everyone. What's in your moment in media? Um, I will start off. I mean, I guess I'm just gonna start something interesting I saw again. That uh, I don't know if you saw it because I don't know what time we went to bed, but you know, Rolling Loud, right? Mm-hmm. Rolling the Loud festival that be well. It used to be like one. And now it's like all over, and now they be doing like a bunch of other stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, make money, why not? But um, so they had Kanye, and then they took Kanye off because Kanye's Kanye, I guess. And then they're gonna have Travis Scott, and then they're like, "Nah, well, Travis Scott is, you know, he like maybe kind of kills people and doesn't look super good, so let's not have that." That's not quite accurate, but. Yeah. They said because of the stuff that happened in Houston. That's what right. That's what Astro said. World, but I'm like, he didn't kill those people. It's I yeah. I just while he may have to have some sort of culpability, I don't want it just being a narrative that like he just went out and killed those people at his concert. He killed them. <laughs> he, he did it. Um, you know, he did. And that made my live nation stock go down. Yeah, I mean to be fair, they yeah, you know, some of the stuff that came out, they were not super great handling that. They didn't but. create the safest environment, yeah. But also, okay, we're gonna go on a little narrative here. But also, like you know, <laughs> like, you go to like Travis Scott. It's like you go to a rock concert, right, or like a heavy metal concert. You know, it's gonna be a mosh pit. I'm not gonna right. not go there and know there's mosh pit. Um. Right, but generally, like, if you're going to a heavy metal concert, especially depending on the venue, but it's, like, the bookers, the tour people, the artists, in theory's job to make sure that there's enough security to prevent problems. And mm-hmm. with Astroworld, it's all his thing. It's not like Rolling Loud, where the Rolling Loud people have to make sure they create a safe environment. Astroworld is just Travis Scott, so... Him and his team, it, it it was on them to make sure Astro was safe. Yeah, I think that's something that was definitely 
overlooked. Um, I think if it wasn't just Astro World, I think if it was like a Rolling Loud set, I think it would have been it a little bit different. But it is what it is. Mm. Needless to say, um, they ended up on Kid Cudi. And as soon as they said Kid Cudi, everybody wasn't super excited about it. Not everybody. Yeah. Kid Cudi, Kid Cudi, first of all, is pretty dope. Um, I, I love necess- Kid Cudi. I have a Kid Cudi shirt, but he's not at the level of the other two artists. He's more indie. He's more uh, yeah. niche. Exactly. He's not big headliner energy even if it's like the same type of people listen to to all three of their records it's it's gonna be a smaller portion of that group that would be like kid cuddy um now nah, i would go i'd be like kid cuddy but also no, I'd put kid i don't cuddy know the last time the... i actually listened to a kid cuddy song if i'm being honest <laughs> i would put kid cuddy in like underneath like the big the big headliner i would go to see that like in the little, you know, that big paragraph mm-hmm. of all those artists. Kid Cudi, mm-hmm. I think, deserves to be there. I don't think Kid Cudi deserves to be on the biggest stage on the on the first day of the festival. Especially coming after Kanye and Travis Scott. To be fair, this is probably the only person they probably could get on short notice. So, that's on y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Thank y'all. Right. Because I've been to a music festival where it's like one of the major artists people were trying to see. And it wasn't until the day of, they were like, oh, he's not coming. And then they put T.I. out there. And I was like, I don't want to see T.I. I can see T.I. whenever. He's always out and about in Atlanta. He don't know how to sit down and mind his business. He just yeah. happened to be there. That's why y'all could go get him. He he was always going to just go somewhere to be seen. I, th- I think it was, it wasn't Burning Boy. It was another, uh, as an Afro-Caribbean artist. But I was like, I T.I. to replace Burner Boy, I feel like these things do not connect this it's not the same folks looking for this um yeah and i wasn't even surprised because again i can't remember if it was burner boy but i'm just gonna use him as an example shout out to last last um burner boy was like in a different state like the day before so i was like i ain't surprised at doing a concert i was like i'm not surprised he's not here it's not like he was in town But um, yeah, and I think they definitely should have uh, got done a better job trying to find something better. An adequate That's replacement, better. an equivalent replacement. Uh, yeah, I don't think it should have been Kid Cudi. Anyway, so somebody, uh, people kept throwing stuff at Kid Cudi while he was on stage. Oh no! Yeah, so why I saw did, this. Why group. did you even go? To his thing, just to hate on him. I don't. I don't like stuff like that. Well, to be fair, like, this is, and this is the reason why I think it's, I, I, I wouldn't do it, but I kind of get it. Is simply because at night, once you're that big headliner, um, every other stage is shut down. Like there mm-hmm. is no other place to go, and especially if but you're they like could have gone line. home or done something else. Like to me. Oh, I agree. It's especially since throwing things is a part of the stuff that creates unsafe environments, which is the main reason that Travis Scott couldn't even perform. Mm-hmm. I think the security definitely should have 
been a little bit better there because so when, when me and Britt saw Little Wayne, if anybody threw anything, the police were like on it like that, mm-hmm. and because we were like you know she she loves Little Wayne, she was, we were ready to get the front for hours. So anytime anybody did anything, push, shove, throw anything, police were on it. Hey, flights come, we're gonna bring you out. Blah blah blah. blah. I actually loved it. Um, so I think the same thing should have happened there because there's like multiple videos of like people just throwing multiple things at this dude. And he's like, Cud Cuddy was like, hey, if y'all throw one more thing at me, I'm leaving. Somebody threw one more thing at him and he walked out. And um, I think that sucks. Yeah, he's I mean, I don't... there to perform. He's not there to be attacked. For, especially for not being someone else. When it was announced that other someone wasn't coming. That just feels dumb. I hope he doesn't um, get his his money taken away. Because if it's like anything to do with his money, mm-hmm. then I would have just like, all right, let me just finish this out. But to be fair, also it made him more viral, honestly. Because if he did a safe set, he would have probably just did whatever. But now more people know him because he walked off stage. He might have never even heard of Kid, Kid Cudi, even after um, him putting on a Rolling Loud. They know who he is. Multiple people know. But now that this has gone viral, it's going to go to multiple, even if you weren't even looking for him or never even heard of him, go like, let me check this out. Let me check out his music, maybe. Is it really that bad? Kid Cudi is someone who has been very public about his mental health journey. And to me, in that moment, he was advocating for himself in his mental Mm -hmm. health to say, like, this isn't and physical health because really it's dangerous to be throwing stuff at people but he's like this is yeah. not a situation that I'm I have to be in or that I feel comfortable in and I'm not going to do it while I feel like the same thing could happen to either of those other artists being Kanye or Jeff Scott I think it would have went very left if someone threw something at Kanye and he would have made it a whole week long problem for everybody yeah. else because someone threw something at him mm-hmm think he would have been like, yo, them. Even if it wasn't them, that person there. Exactly. (laughs) It would have been an issue for everybody. All of us would have suffered because when something happens to him, he, you know, in the moments before he got, went into Instagram jail and stuff like that, he would make it all of our business and all of our problem. And a lot of the times it was just like, or you could deal with it personally and quietly. Yep. No, no, no. We choose violence all the time, every single time. Choose violence. Oh, that's one of those things that I'm not here for. Again, I'm. We're talking about not being the young people. I'm not a young person anymore, so maybe to Gen Z, it's funny. Like, there's things I definitely probably used to say when I was a young person. Like, oh, we, you know, I can't think of it right now because I'm old. But choose violence (laughs) is one of those things that I'm like. I never want to choose violence. I never. I want to. What is the safest route? Like, why is violence where we want to go? Why do we want there to be drama, destruction, whatever? I want a good, chill, peaceful time. We just talked about how, to me, buying cookie dough and books and essential oils was a good time. None of those things <laughs> are going to because lead it down makes the path you of go viral. Because it makes you go viral. That's true. Maybe. That's true. That's probably part of the reason. Mm. The last thing I will say that's been a big topic of discussion, I think, in this past week was 
that girl who went on to, to, to went to dinner um, with her eighteen friends oh, and went at her boyfriend to pay for everybody. And then she said, at the end of all that, she's like, "Oh, I don't want no broke boy anyway." I'm like, "What? What?" <laughs> <laughs> Birthday you, dinners have have been a problem for decades and or centuries. You always know it's going to be a bit of confusion when it's time to come and break down that check. But I do not think it's appropriate to put that expectation on someone else, especially if it wasn't pre-discussed. Like, when it was my birthday dinner, I was trying to be like, okay, I'm probably just going to put the whole thing on my car and then people can kind of send me money because it's a lot. Or And I'm like, even if they don't, like, I had to be mentally prepared to be like, okay, I may have to eat this check but to put that on her man when i'm like i know that he thought he was gonna pay for his dinner her dinner it's not like he was like i'm not gonna pay for you but i'm like all like she literally i think they said she had like 18 people yeah that's it yeah you tripping you tripping tripping especially if you know your man isn't like a celebrity and even if he was or like a billionaire you don't have to be a celebrity to be rich but if it's not like a super rich person in those situations, rich people don't go to a regular restaurant. They would get an event space, pre-order, you know, they'd be like, Here, here's a menu that we would like to have curated. It's going to have multiple options. But you know what I'm saying? Like, it's something that is planned ahead. And if that's who, the type of person you're looking for, you need to kind of put that out there ahead of time. Not trying to embarrass your man after the fact when you didn't discuss with him that expectation. That's just craziness to me. I mean, uh, yeah, true. Also, I mean, from my point of view, I think that I should have paid for, as your man, I would have paid for you 100%. Um, I think you definitely should have done it too. Three, you could tell they're definitely super young. But also when Mm -hmm. I was like that young, I was going to Denny's. For my birthday, why am I going to something that's above? From what it looks like, the bags it was something that was above Cheesecake Factory. Don't understand why y'all want to go to any, any restaurant like that, especially with that big of a party. Um, to go ahead, take pictures, and say, "Oh my God, I'm eating again." I've sent multiple videos. Yeah, like, everything oh my now God. is aesthetics. Like it's it's like, about why? the look of a place, and I love the look of like these nice places. I do it too, but it'll, it's me and one other person. <laughs> Especially if I know I could potentially have to eat that check. Yeah, and I've uh, and I have done it where I have gone out, and if I can't afford it, I'm just gonna get a I don't know a twenty dollar appetizer and call it a day. I'm not gonna get this fifty dollar thing that I want because I can't afford it. Because that comes a tip and tax, so no. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just. Yeah. I, I hope, I mean, I don't hope he left her, but I hope he left her. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope your ass is single, girl. This is what you deserve. Oh, I, that's... I, I just, I don't know. I have these conversations a lot about the expectations of women and the notion of them being gold diggers. And to me, it's just all about working within 
being honest about what you want and then working towards getting that thing that you want. If you feel mm-hmm. as though you want a baller, you need to express that and understand like what levels or lanes you need to be in in order to get that. Because there are people out here who can find a man that will do that for them and it's not a problem. But I feel like you should have known your man wasn't that man before y'all stepped into that restaurant with the 18 friends. And, his and then I felt bad for him because it's right, and he's like the only dude that was there. I'm uh, like, the dude was recording. Why didn't? Huh? There's a dude that was there, recording behind. There, him. So there were two men. There's at least two dudes and, yes, and nineteen women. <laughs> I don't know. I, that's what, that's what's up. He could have been exaggerating. To to be fair. He could have been exaggerating. To be fair. He really could have been exaggerated because you know in the heat of the moment you're just exaggerating. But even if he wasn't exaggerating in that video alone, there's at least six other girls. Right. I don't even believe it's an exaggeration because I remember having going to birthday dinners where people would have you know 15 plus people at the table and they would always be a a long wait just to get everyone seated in the first place, especially because everyone doesn't come on time or at the same time. Um, it's, it's just always, and then, like I said, that, that check breakdown is going to be monstrous. But to me, I'm like, you let all your girls come. They didn't bring their men's to pay for them, but you expected your man to pay for all of them. And they like, I don't want no broke man. Well, now you don't even have a man to pay for you. So next time it's going to be coming out of your pocket. And and that's why I said, like, I hope he left her is because not just because it's like she, the expectation, which, you know, I sort of kind of understand. It's the fact that says nobody want no broke man anyway. I'm like, what you, you you went from one extreme to the other. Are you going to low key Mm -hmm. break up with this man because he didn't pay for your, your 18, whatever friends. And it's not like, even if it was Denny's, even if it was Denny's, I paid for like my whole family before to, to Mm -hmm. go. Right. Even if it was Denny's 18 people. That's at least a three hundred dollar check at Denny's. <laughs> like I don't, know. I don't. Yeah. Know. Like, it is, and if he if he don't got it like that, just to throw one at one dinner, like you know, I, I think you just need to manage your expectation, not go ahead and fl- like flex if you don't have it, because you know. And this other thing too is that like you, they, the the waiters probably didn't get tip good. And that's, you know, I hate the fact and I feel like I have to tip really good when I go out because I feel like there's this notion that black people don't tip and which is partly true because if you're like struggling to pay the bill for a a group of 18 people because nobody got it like that, it means the waiters probably didn't get a tip. And that's why waiters hate large groups. So, I mean, I tip in environments now that don't really require like just go pick up. (laughs) Like, I tip sometimes at bubble tea. Like, to me, they probably don't need it, but also maybe they need it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. No, it's true. Whenever I see that tip thing, I just tip. It sucks. Because mm-hmm. they, they're right. They probably don't need it. When I was working at iHeart, they uh they had the tip thing. And I I, would, I didn't take feeling type of way because whenever nobody did tip. Because the only thing I, people were doing was, like, scooping macaroni and vegetables into a bowl. That was it. <laughs> You're getting paid for it. You don't need a tip for that. You're not servicing me. Um, but yeah, it is what it is. I, I, I want us to start having guests again on podcasts because I love to hear some other people's perspectives on that type of thing. Like, mm. 
I know people are going to be like, no, you. I'm not about to pay for 20 people in a meal that you're not prepared for. Again, to me, that's like, that sounds like a birthday party that you have planned ahead. There's so, it's not that that couldn't happen because I know there are people who are like, we are renting out this event space. Yeah. We are pre-ordering food. We, you know, it's not crazy to have your significant other pay for 20 people to eat. Mm-hmm. But going to a sit down dinner and that wasn't discussed beforehand, that is the problem. So I'd love to just, you know, have other people come and bring their perspectives on those type of situations. And if they've just ever been in a situation like that, because I remember I went to like IHOP with some people once and there were some other people at the IHOP where half of the patrons were trying to dine and dash or they did dine and dash and the folks that were left um the IHOP was trying to call the police on them to make them pay and when the police came they were like we can't make them pay for everyone else if they paid for their dinner then yeah you gotta let them go you can't force them to pay for everyone else because other people dined and dash and I'm just like dang like Mm. even the pupple not gonna gonna help you with this argument girl like your your girl's gotta pay if the man don't want to pay for food he didn't eat he don't have to (laughs) <laughs> yeah i'm ne- also i've never gone out ever in my maybe because i'm a guy but i've never gone out expecting somebody else to pay for me even on my birthday it's definitely because you're a man <laughs> i guess i've just never had that so the fact that like not even one of her 18 friends could be like i'm gonna you know i'm gonna pay for my own bill but I feel like they probably did pay for their own bill. She was just kicking up dirt on the way out. No, like I think f- one of her friends says something. She, she was. She, I think one of her friends says something like, "Oh my god, your man couldn't even blah 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 blah." Right, but that's what I'm saying. I don't. I I wouldn't have even been surprised that if she came in, she wasn't expecting him to pay for everyone. But because her girl said something and she felt embarrassed, then she was like, "Yeah, you broke. You should be paying for all of this." And now it's like, you're right. Deuces. <laughs> exactly. Like, if that's right, because I'm like that. I'm like, if you are <laughs> almost like customer service style, if you are unsatisfied with the service, you do not have to come here anymore. And as a matter of fact, I will make it easy for you and remove this relationship where you you will not get our services anymore because you so were unsatisfied with them. So glad I'm out of customer service because I, I I just hated those because I, I every Fiber in my being just want to be petty, but I couldn't. <laughs> but Sometimes I was service, and you're out of the customer service relationship game because you ain't dating no more because you are fianced. <sighs> so you already know, Brittany. Just like you and Brittany, y'all was like, we got an understanding of what the process is. Facts, facts, facts. <laughs> <laughs> well. I think we did that, guys. This is a nice little cute little podcast. Wasn't it cute? And you can tell us how cute it is on our social medias, which is Cuzzo Combos on Instagram and on Twitter. A. You can send us your questions, comments, feelings at CuzzoCombos at gmail.com. We'll respond. We just want to hear from you. Facts, facts, facts. And again, we've been posting more, so interact with that. 
Save yeah. it. Double tap yeah. it. Add a comment. Yeah. Post yeah. that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So this ends Cuzzle Combos. We thank you for joining our family and we'll see you next time. Yeah. Hello, cousins.